What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. Do you know what I'm talking about? It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Just a whole lot of hooting and hollering here in the studio. And before we get to our next guest, Felix Alvarado, the uh, owner, operator, lead, teacher, etc., etc. at Straight A Academy, we've got Dave in Bedford who'd like to uh, comment on the Sanctuary City discussion we just had. Go ahead, Dave. Good morning. Thanks for calling. Yeah, your, your uh, complaint was that the police might not be arresting certain people who uh, had committed a crime uh, and were in the country illegally. But I think whenever we talk about committing a crime, we should be asking ourselves, you know, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And you, you and I probably both committed a couple felonies this week without even knowing it. Everybody in America breaks the law constantly because there are so many laws. It doesn't mean anything that someone commits a crime. All right, Dave. Well, I don't really have time to entertain that discussion because we are going into a scheduled segment, but it's something that I'm more than happy to debate with you tomorrow uh, during some open time in the air because at the end of the day, we're not talking about some garden variety crime. We're talking about the stuff that uh, draws the attention of uh, officials at any and all levels because of the violence with which they're created or committed and uh, that that's basically the issue here we're not talking about loitering we're talking about uh, you know drug dealing murder rape and all that other fun stuff so with that uh, we can chat tomorrow and i appreciate the call thanks all right that's david bedford and joining us now also from the town of bedford where his uh, business is located the straight a academy is felix alvarado he is the headmaster i'll call him of the straight a academy where innovation in education is their mantra and whether you need uh, your you or your student needs help with standardized testing of any kind, really. Um, subject tutoring, helping find the right college. I wish I knew about that college service like a whole lot easier because I'm going through this with my kid, my son, Dominic, yeah. who you know because you're helping him with his standardized tests. And it's like, ah, I want to pull my hair out. Uh, <laughs> it's not easy, especially if you're looking for, you know, academic integrity these days, really. Well, the process is a whole lot different now than it used to be, right? When we were going into college, I remember uh, I, when I applied for colleges, when I uh, submitted applications, I applied to one university because I knew I was going to University of Michigan. Right. right? That's, where, that's where I was raised and trained to go. My older brother, he was a valedictorian and he had straight A's and he, went to, he was going to University of Michigan. I had the same profile he did, so I knew I was going to be accepted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now there, there's so many more facets and aspects to the whole college application process. It's, yeah, it can it's, be very it, difficult it, to it, navigate. It is. It's very crazy because, you know, now you've got the Common App and, you know, Dominic's trying to figure, well, maybe I shouldn't do the Common App because they ask different questions if I app apply directly to them for the essays than if I do the Common App. And it's – anyway. All right. So uh, – and then there's, of course, private tutelage, which they also are involved with, subject tutoring too. So learn more at straighta.com. That's straighta.com. Felix, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Rich. Good to have you in-house. Very good to be here. So what's on your uh, what's on your uh, your your uh, your agenda this morning? Well, I was I was curious. Uh, I'm wanting to talk about some the standardized testing that uh, the kids uh, are going to have to take again this year. Uh-huh. Uh, State-mandated 
Yeah, maybe you could, maybe, because I know that uh, Commissioner Edelblue put out a request Mm -hmm. for proposals on standardized testing because the Mm -hmm. state's contract with Smarter Balance was coming to an end. And I don't know exactly what he got or where it stands, but I do know the executive council actually tabled what he brought forward. And I don't know if it had been acted on yet. Do you, are you are you up to? I don't think so. On that I, yet? I, I I was a consultant on that as far as looking into the different uh, the the two different proposals that were put forward. Okay, and uh, <clears throat> both proposals I thought were were extremely well done and and as far as how they were presented, but but it just it was it was like uh, it was very painful <laughs> to read through all the material. Let's put it that uh, way. Sure, but um, now I'm not sure where that stands presently. I just know that. Um, you know, the, just the concept of statewide testing to begin with. I know a lot of times people will poo-poo standardized testing, but you know, I'd like to, I'd like to start a conversation with you about should we be standardized testing at all, and if so, to what extent? Because I think I think the easy answer for a lot of of people is, hey, you know, poo-poo the standardized testing. We need we shouldn't teach to the tests, and and I agree with that. But but on on the other hand. What about the quality of education? How do we measure that? And we think back. I think back to uh, not too not too terribly long ago, something like the New York State Regents exam that you mm-hmm. needed to pass in order to get your New York State diploma. Yeah, or what was it was called a, the MCAS in Massachusetts? Uh, because they, they they have a they have a big like right. test you have to take in order to qualify for and your ta- diploma. When I, when I was teaching in Massachusetts, it was MCAS. But, yeah, um, I think that still exists. I'm not sure what the alphabet soup of testing is yeah, now, yeah. but yeah. Uh, but you know, the point is that having some sort of an exit exam for high school yeah. seemed to be a, a good thing, and it seemed to protect the quality of education. And uh, I, I don't think that the vast majority of, of students today could pass the Regents exam, for example, <laughs> uh, that used to be given fifty we, years ago. We got, we got we had to give back everybody. We got to give everybody those proverbial eighth grade tests uh, that were given back a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. where people needed to know certain things. So we just say, "My granddaddy only had an eighth grade education." Well, take a look at what eighth grade education was delivering back in the day. Right. Guy would be a valedictorian at a college today. Yeah, <laughs> literally. So, well, let me ask you. See, I, I don't have a fundamental opposition in theory or in theory or in principle to a standardized test, but I, I, I have uh, serious objections to the practice. And let me explain that. And that's because I think yeah. this is a good conversation that we should have. And we just actually went through this <clears throat> to some degree in the city of Manchester where we completely overhauled the way we assess our kids. We came up with a uniform assessment standard across schools, across grades, in grades one through eight. Uh, so that, uh, and, and the goal of that assessment is to be able to determine how far the student is progressing in the, in the specific and how well the school is doing at grade level in the aggregate versus its peers in the city. Mm-hmm. And we want to use the test to not only figure out what we need to do to help kids better learn, but to figure out where are the shortfalls in our academic program. So I think Manchester is not there yet, but it's made a huge step in the right direction. But here's my fundamental problem. If you're going to do a standardized test that you don't want people specifically teaching to, then it seems to me that the standardized test has got to, in principle, be a barometer of the academic skills acquired by the student and be objectively scorable to determine whether or not the kid is, quote-unquote, at grade level or where people think the kid should be in math, in spelling, in reading comprehension, 
and in grammar and writing and things like that. And it seems to me that there are plenty of tests that have been out there over the years. The uh, Iowa Basic Skills Test right. is one. The Terra Nova Test, uh, which I'm familiar with because my kids spent time in Catholic school. And I'm sure there are others where you can take a look at it as a legitimate assessment of their skills, regardless of what methodology was used to teach them, where the testing now seems more interested in learning whether or not you mastered the methodology at the uh, who cares about the results and they seem to be using these tests more and more to develop psychological profiles uh on behaviors dispositions and attitudes of the kids yeah those those side questions that they ask are to me are entirely irrelevant to their academic progress and i do understand there there will be those who can make an argument that you can make some sort of attachment to you know how how well the student is doing but uh um in terms of academic, what are we trying to measure? If we're trying to measure academics, then then you shouldn't be asking, you know, medical questions or personal questions um, on the, uh, you know, as part of the process. And so I, I agree that the the process has become tainted, and there's a lot of money to be made, and, and that always ends up uh, changing the fundamentals of the game. But <clears throat> my point is this: that you know. Once upon a time, there were high school exit exams and then college entrance exams, and the two were different, and they were distinct. Mm -hmm. And then I can remember uh, a few years back when I was listening to uh, the head of the college board, David Coleman, give his speech at South by Southwest. The man who gave us Common Core. Yes, one of the the architects of Common Core, one of the the guys who laid down some of the fundamentals for English in Common Core who has never taught a day in his life, Mm -hmm. right? So it's a political apparatchik of a liberal yes. ideology, and he's trying to he's trying to force schools successfully into teaching kids what to think as opposed to how to think. Because if they can do it by themselves, then we can't indoctrinate them to do the correct way of doing things, which is the primary reason why they want to assess behaviors, dispositions, and attitudes. Well, I, I mean that's a that's another side note too, as far as you know uh, what we're measuring: academic skills versus you know. Uh, uh, Fundamentally, my belief is that we should be teaching students how to think, not right what to think or you know it's how to think independent independently outside the box thinking and and that's not something that's very easy to measure but But when I listened to David Coleman's speech at the time as he was unveiling the the uh remake of the s a t as they were getting ready to roll that out. Uh, I remember thinking to myself, wait a minute, this sounds more like it's no longer going to be a college entrance exam. Yep. It sounds more like they're turning it into a high school exit exam. And uh, they were intentional about it. They want to make sure that that we measured those things that kids do in, in high school. And hey, that's a, that's a great idea in terms of if, if you want to measure their academic skills. But it seemed to me that that, that, that standardized test then was becoming something else than what I thought it used to be, you know, no longer a college entrance, Mm -hmm. but rather high school exit. Yeah, and there is a a big difference between the two. And I think, what, there are almost a thousand colleges now that have said, yep, uh, SAT no longer required or desired, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that's got my son excited on some levels because, as you know, uh, standardized tests are are something of a challenge for for him. He's got the Gerard family curse on standardized testing. Well, he did did all right his first uh, go around. but, But, you know, here's the thing. These... These are the kinds of tests that can be improved on with proper training and experience and exposure and repetition. Right. So what are we teaching? I mean, what are we doing, though? Are we teaching him? You're not really teaching him the academics, although in some cases you're saying, okay, this is how you do it. You're teaching him how to take a test. Now, 
how to take a test is important in, in some uh, manner, but just because he knows how to take the test doesn't mean he actually knows or any kid actually knows the underlying academics that are allegedly being assessed. Right. I, I mean, there, there are a lot of times when I'm working with my students and once I show them what they should do to solve for this problem, they go, oh, okay. And then they, they go ahead and do the math involved. Yeah. It's just they didn't know that that was what the was math being asked. operation that they were supposed to perform. And and a lot of times it hinges on a key vocab word that they didn't – oh, that's the word that's going to – when you say infinite solutions, that means, oh, it's the same line, so I need to use the same slope. And so on the one hand, the students are expected to make those connections. On, on the other hand, you know, the students, if they haven't studied that for a while, they might know everything. They're, you know, they might fully understand same right. slope, but they might not from the language know that that's what I'm supposed right. to be doing. Then. So it wasn't, it wasn't triggered. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, so at any rate, you know, the, the the point though is that if we're going to be using the SAT for standardized testing for juniors in the state of New Hampshire, then um, you know whether or not that you agree with that, you know, that's a, that's a separate a discussion, separate argument. For me, as I look at it, is well, I have to help my students, right? And so, if we're going to help our students, <clears throat> we need to give them the exposure, the experience, the <clears throat> the opportunity to have. Uh, to, to take practice tests beforehand, and that might sound like wait, you're you're, you're taking the test. Every test is different, just so everyone right. knows. The material every is single, different. Every single SAT test is unique, so it's not like they're studying to take the same test. Keep that in mind. Right, and the practice test typically, at least they used to be tests that had been given in the past. Right, and and that is what they're doing now. They're releasing old tests, and and we're using those as practice tests. Gotcha. But but the idea is, you know, that, that they. Um, they need the opportunity to be asked the kinds of questions that the SAT is asking uh, in their classroom. So they can become familiar with it. All right, we're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports. We'll be back with more from Felix Alvarado of the Straight A Academy in Bedford. You are listening to the Is Our Children Learning segment here on the Drought at Large radio show. I'm Rich Gerard. Good morning.